This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Last week, my colleague Sarita Singh tweeted that her domestic help Geeta was late to work. Geeta blamed it on a power outage at her home the previous night. मेरा नाम गीता है मैं गाजियाबाद से हूँ हाँ भैया बहुत लेट होता है बिजली जाता है तो दो घंटा तीन घंटा दिन में भी रात में भी और रात में तो जाता है तो बड़ी परेशानी हो जाता है लड़का भी डिप्टी सुबह जाता है आठ बजे तो रात में पूरी रात सोया नहीं तो पूरे दिन डिप्टी में मशीन चलाता है लोहा कटता है मेरा और लड़का तो डिप्टी करता है because power cuts are likely to be a recurrent theme at most indian homes this summer india is heading towards a power crisis and it will only get worse over the course of this year there has been a sudden surge in electricity demand no thanks to the early onset of summer the heat has pushed up electricity requirement from homes after all we all need our acs and fans right Industries too are running on an overdrive, requiring ever more electricity. The power cuts are becoming a speed breaker for manufacturers. तकरीबन दो से ढाई घंटे के एवरेज आ रहा है। दो ढाई घंटे का एवरेज इस इस नॉट द इश्यू। इंटरवल्स पर पावर कट हो जाते हैं। दस मिनट के लिए चला गया, कभी पांच मिनट के लिए चला गया। जब वो शॉर्ट स्पेन के लिए जाते हैं, ज़्यादा नुकसान करते हैं। That's Pradeep Agarwal. from Greater Noida based Argus Polymers he was speaking to my colleague Vatsala Gaur the power cuts seem particularly bizarre when one considers that India has the capacity to generate twice as much electricity as we need so what's going on is my math off or are we somehow unable to make enough electricity despite the required infrastructure let's find out It's Friday, 29th of April, and the summer heat is on. From the Economic Times, I'm Nehal Chaliawala, and you are listening to Batti Gul, India's Power Crisis on the Morning Brief. Power cuts had started becoming less frequent in India as the country aggressively added new generation capacity over the last 10 years. In fact, New capacity was added to the point that we suddenly found ourselves with more capacity than we needed as my colleague Sarita explains So back in uh, 2004 2005 uh India had a problem of power generation capacity we did not have enough capacity and we used to have power shortages since uh, it's a delicensed activity lot of companies saw opportunity Uh, in the sector and they started setting up uh, the capacity left right and center so what happened is after 2014 we realized that we have more capacity than we require actually but ironically today mm-hmm. we are faced with power shortages and outages sarika tracks the power sector for the economic times and has a birds eye view on this issue at the heart of the crisis is a sudden surge in electricity demand this year this year the demand started picking up very early in the year the summers have set in 
very early this year. The kind of demand we're talking about is unprecedented. To give you an idea, we touch peak generally in the months of June or July. So the highest demand we have touched so far is 200 gigawatts, which was last June. But April generally is comfortable, especially in the northern parts of the country. This year, already in April, 26th of April, we touched 201 gigawatts of demand. That's crazy. But wait, India has 400 gigawatts of power generation capacity. Why still a power crisis then? Does it surprise you, Sarita? We were all anticipating this. In fact, it should have blown up in April 2020 itself. But because of lockdowns, this got delayed by two years, is my sense. So I was not surprised at all. In fact, the crisis has not yet begun. The major worry is for the period between August and October, when the demand again picks up, but the coal stocks are very low. Coal. One reason given for this crisis is the shortage of coal. India still gets more than 75% of its electricity from coal-based power plants. So that does seem like a plausible explanation. In fact, last year in August and October, we had a severe coal shortage. Many power plants ran out of coal, while those working had worryingly low stockpiles. But simply calling it a coal shortage would be simplifying the issue. I wouldn't say there is shortage of coal in India because we have 70 million tons of coal lying at coal mines of Coal India and captive mines, also at the railway sidings. Mm -hmm. Plus, we have, say, another 22 million tons at power stations. So, put together, this 92 million tons of stock can last for minimum 30 days. So, if we have millions of tons of coal, why the power outages? Turns out, the coal isn't exactly where it needs to be. And when the quantity we are talking about is millions of tons, it gets a little difficult to haul it around. Coal is usually transported from mines to power plants using railways. And that seems to be the bottleneck. The railway is a major problem because of which the coal stocks are not building up. That is the problem right now. Rather than calling it a coal shortage, for now, I would call it as a coal logistics problem. So we are facing trouble getting coal to the power plants. At the same time, because of the surge in power demand, plants are burning through their stockpiles even faster. The current stockpiles with power plants are about 30% of the prescribed amount. Both things put together could be a perfect recipe for disaster. So every year what we do is we produce high amounts of coal and we stock up this amount of coal for the summer and more so for the monsoon. So when we are consuming at unprecedented levels, when Uh, Our logistics is not helping us to build the coal stocks at adequate levels. We are obviously saying that there is going to be a major problem in the monsoon months. To understand more about the coal issue, I spoke to Partha Bhattacharya, the former chairman of Coal India Limited. Like Sarita mentioned, most of the coal in India comes from this company. For three successive years, 1819, 1920 and 2021, 
coal India suffered a degrowth of 1% every year. And in spite of that, not only the demand was fully met, there was an accumulation of coal stocks. In fact, if you consider, if you look at 2021 financial year, coal production was down by 1%, and yet the coal stock jumped from 75 million tons to 100 million tons during that period. So it was quite a sort of a complacency sets in, you know, in this kind of a situation. So, well, coal demand is never going to come up because of renewables, because of, uh, you know, emissions, coal being a bad word, and things like that. So that created a sort of a complacency in the whole system. But once COVID-related lockdowns were eased last year, the demand for electricity suddenly soared. Coal-based power plants increased their production and started consuming the stockpiles that were formed. That is when we found that the stock at the power outlet was really plummeting. And we finally saw that on 8th of October, the, the power, power sector stock had come down to a meager four days. And four days is considered to be very much critical. But fortunately, that happened in the month of October when the rains had preceded and better production months were coming. So Coal India and Railways, they both rose to the occasion. And as a result, the, uh, the coal supply started matching with the consumption. But Coal India's stockpiles are now down to less than 60 million tons and cannot be drawn upon further, Partha tells me. But there is some good news. The government has allowed mines that are owned by industries for captive use to sell coal in the open market. About 47 new coal blocks are also close to getting operational, which will produce extra coal by next year. But meanwhile, the situation is likely to get worse before it gets better. So that's the issue around coal. But that is just half of the puzzle. Remember, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that India can make twice as much electricity as it needs. Can non-coal sources not make up for the shortage? Where are the 400 gigawatts at? Turns out, numbers can sometimes be misleading. When we say we have 400 gigawatts of capacity, we mean we have 400 gigawatts of installed base. This is not the not in terms of the generation capacity. Okay. On top of that, lot of our capacity is lying idle. For example, we have uh, 25 gigawatts of gas-based projects which are either not operating or they are operating at a very low level because there is no gas for them. Wow. Sarita says, that there is also 16 gigawatts of imported coal-based power generation capacity, which is mostly idle. Why? Blame Putin. The Russian invasion of Ukraine has pushed global coal prices to astronomical levels. The coal that cost around $70 per ton in the open market last April now costs around $330. It's simply become unviable for these power plants to operate with such expensive coal. Meanwhile, these power plants also do not have the option of using domestic coal as it contains more impurities than they can handle. Renewable energy is yet to deliver on its promise. We have huge renewable energy capacity already and we have committed huge capacities for the future also as we go towards our goal of net zero by 2070. But then renewable energy capacity is very intermittent. Solar capacity is not there at night and wind comes up during the evening. So we need storage to fill in these gaps. Storage, however, right now is very costly. 
So when we say that uh, we would combine solar plus storage, it's not going to be viable right now. So even though we have 400 gigawatts of installed power generation capacity, we are kind of in a soup. We have to rely a lot on coal-fired power plants, which may not have sufficient fuel. Before we proceed further, I must explain how electricity gets to our homes. The power plants are just one side of the equation. They supply electricity to the national grid. Think of it as like the telecom exchange of electricity. From there, the electricity is drawn out by distribution companies or discoms. These are the folks whom we pay our electricity bills to. They are responsible for getting electricity from the grid to our homes. The discoms have power purchase agreements or PPAs with power generation companies. They must draw from the national grid only as much power as they have agreements in place for. If a discom draws more power, it may unbalance the entire grid, leading to failure. Discoms play an important role in projecting demand. It is based on their agreements that generation companies generate electricity. The kind of demand we saw in August last year, so there was no reason for the distribution companies to not prepare for the summer. Of course, the demand is high and it's unprecedented, but some of this could have been mitigated if the distribution companies had prepared in time. What do you mean by preparing? So when you see that the demand is up right from January, mm -hmm. it's also up in February and it is breaking all records throughout. Mm -hmm. So the distribution companies in that case tie up certain amount of power as short-term arrangement. Okay. So some states did that. Some states still were under the impression that whatever tie-ups they have, those are adequate, which turned out to be, unfortunately, false. The discoms are now scrambling to arrange for more power. There is something called as power exchange, which is like an open market for electricity. Discoms have been forced to buy expensive electricity from the power exchanges to meet the supply shortfall. To ease their pain, the Central Electricity Regulatory Commission has stepped in. From the 1st of April, it capped the maximum power price on exchanges at 12 rupees per unit. This was 20 rupees earlier. So many states are buying electricity from the exchanges now at 12 rupees a unit, for which the consumer pays about 4 to 5 rupees. The discoms are seriously burning a hole in their pockets, which only worsens their already poor financial health. Today, as we speak, we have uh, distribution companies accumulated losses of 5.2 lakh crores. So the health of distribution companies has always been a major concern in the power sector. And uh, that is the key point pulling the power sector down in the entire gamut of things. And why are discoms in such poor shape? Politics. The main problem with distribution companies is, you can recall we have had 
elections in five states recently and the main uh, poll promise there was free electricity punjab mein aam aadmi party ki sarkar har parivar ko 300 unit tak bijli muft degi bijli ke 200 unit aapko muft mein milenge har mahine humne tay kiya hai ki agle 5 varsh mein sabhi kisano ko sinchai ke liye मुफ्त बिजली उपलब्ध कराई जाएगी जिससे ऊपर से बिजली का बोझ चला जाए हम समाजवादी लोग जब सरकार बना लेंगे तो 300 यूनिट घरेलू बिजली फ्री होगी तो वेन इलेक्ट्रिसिटी इज अ पॉलिटिकल सब्जेक्ट एंड द डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन कंपनीज आर नॉट पेड एडिक्वेटली दे आर नॉट अलाउड to charge the tariffs adequate tariffs and the government does not give the distribution company the subsidy for such low tariffs then this is bound to happen there are no free lunches after all someone has to pay for it that is comp's poor health is one of the key reasons for the present crisis experts say that they are so focused on solving their day to day issues the demand prediction and improving systems and processes is lower on their priority list is there a way out of it there is some hope the central government announced a 3 lakh crore rupees scheme last year to reduce the financial stress on discoms the funds will be released to them subject to them meeting reform related milestones but to sustainably fix the problem there has to be regular tariff hikes their billing and collection efficiency has to go up their infrastructure upgradation has to take place so these are some of the measures that are required in terms of distribution companies so that's where we are at a sudden surge in power demand has highlighted the underlying issues in india's power sector from shortages and logistical challenges with coal to poor finances of discoms there is a lot to work upon the high prices of gas and international coal certainly didn't help sitting today there is every indication that power cuts will be more frequent through the summer and monsoon hopefully we will learn our lessons this time thank you sarita and partha you've been listening to patti gul india's power crisis on the morning brief with me your host nehal chaliawala This episode was produced by Indranil Bhattacharjee and Surbhi Modi from The Economic Times and sounder Jay Chandran from Awaaz. Sound editor Varun Kapahi from Awaaz. Executive producer Arijit Parman. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. If you like this episode, do share it on your social media. Goodbye and have a great weekend. Catch you on the next episode of The Morning Brief.